Welcome to the Pump It Up podcast. I'm your host, Fab Sab, and today I'm joined by Glow uh, from Calgary. And in this episode, we are going to be talking a little bit about the past versus the present in the overall dance game community and kind of the evolution of Pump It Up and how that has changed the community and such. So Glow is actually a very old-time player, I guess, if you could talk about how you started dance games, because you've been around for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, I've um, played for a long time over the years. There's just been a gap due to lack of available machines, but uh, I started playing probably early 20 um, or 2007, and this was ITG, And then I lost machine access around 2012 or 2013, and I restarted dance games in uh, close to the end of 2017 with Pump It Up. Nice. Yeah, I feel like for a lot of people who are from the older days, Pump It Up kind of revived the uh, dark years where we didn't really have much machine access. Um, so when you used to play ITG, it's like, did you start from ITG or did you start from DDR? I would say DDR, I only played very casually. Like we just had a crappy machine in the mall and, you know, I just played a couple rounds here and there. Total normie style, just played my same, you know, three favorite songs. So it was pretty, uh, pretty casual. I only really got into it with ITG because I liked that. You know, you could put the USB in and then it records all your scores. So you felt like you had more motivation to practice and try different things. For sure. Having accounts, I feel like it it really motivates you. Um, and especially like uh, for Pump It Up, I like that as well. Like one of the first things I did is uh, after I started playing, I wanted to get a card so I could track my progress and stuff because I remember uh, back in the day, you'd have to take pictures of all your scores, which like I still take pictures now. But then if I wanted to remember a score, I'd have to like look back at my photos and things like that. So yeah. Um, I think like an- another thing that I-, I wanted to also talk about is for a lot of people I noticed that there's like two types of people in the pump community those who just joined pump and then those who came from like four panel and then started playing pump and so like a lot of new players um seem to be like really curious about how things were before and if there were tournaments and things like that so if you could like I guess talk about how you would compare the scenes like if they were as lively and things and also because we're from different parts of Canada it would be kind of different like from what I remember I don't think the community in Ontario has been as big as the pump community now since like maybe 2005 or something but even then maybe not as big yeah um I do recall there being some at least ITG tournaments back in the day in Toronto I wasn't able to go to any of them, um, being a student with no money, but uh, 
yeah, they seemed uh, pretty hyped back in the day. There were, there were a lot of players that I remember talking to online on the forum uh, RG Canada, if anybody remembers that. Uh, it's, now it doesn't exist anymore, but yeah, the, I interacted with some of the Toronto players there, some of whom now play Pump, so that's kind of cool to reconnect after all that time. Yeah, shout out to all those dead dance game websites uh, from back in the day. Oh, <laughs> I remember, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I think I feel like the community used to be way more online back then. Uh, like there, it, it definitely wasn't this big and there wasn't as many people that you would see in person. Um, and then now it's like you go to the arcade and it's always crowded with people. And I think and this is something I noticed a lot of older people as well seem to know is it's it's really nice like as somebody who who's liked dance games for so long and it's always been so niche to actually have a community and and be able to see people in the arcade is like it still blows my mind sometimes that this game is so popular for some reason yeah it's really exciting that it's starting to gain steam and the communities are growing again or people who played before and didn't play for a while are now coming back and rejoining the scene and uh, I think, so you said you didn't have uh, machine access for a while, and then uh, late 2017, you guys got Pump, but have you um, had any four-panel access since then, or has it just been Pump? Yeah, not uh, really any four-panel. Like, we, there are a couple DDR machines locally, but uh, they're nothing to write home about. Like, they're not, you know, I would say probably not maintained or... Uh, in a condition that you'd really want to dedicate yourself to playing. Um, but they exist. But I think right now I just play five panel because it's, um, you know, they actually take care of the machine at Rec Room. They clean it every Thursday. So it actually makes you want to play. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Even though the cleaning schedule, like every Thursday, nice. Um... Yeah, that's what they tell me. <laughs> Yeah, I think our your rec room, from what I've heard, seems to be really nice. Our rec room, they'll they'll clean they'll clean it, but they don't really do that much to it. Uh, actually, right now it's under there's construction right behind it, so it's quite dirty. Um, but it's it's unfortunate that uh, there's doesn't there's not really any good four panel access because like yeah here it's kind of similar. There's always those crappy DDR machines you'll see at a mall but not really anything to play. And I think in those times where um, from, I think you said like around 2013 to recently when we got Pump, how I noticed the community was going is that a lot of people would just buy out the machines and play at home. And so for most people who weren't able to buy a machine or live closer, know someone that had a machine, you weren't really able to play much. You, you kind of just would have to, either play on crappy pads or not play at all. So it's quite nice that um, that Rec Room maintains everything and stuff. Um, when you found out about Pump and you started getting back into dance games, were, were there any kind of like hurdles after not playing for so long or did you just find yourself going right into it? Uh, yeah, there was definitely a learning curve. Um, well, I had no stamina coming back. That's always the first thing to go. But, you know, I did pretty much maintain my timing and to some degree foot speed. I just couldn't keep it up very long. Um, but I found just, you know, after playing for a little while, it, it definitely comes back faster than it took to 
get there in the first place. So yeah, it just took a little bit of getting used to. Oh yeah, for sure. Even uh, right now I'm playing a little bit less because of school and stuff. And I notice my stamina is just like dying. Like I'll, I usually play quite long sessions and now I'll, I'll, when I go to play, even though it's way less than I'll usually play, I find myself really out of breath. Um, but yeah, t- timing is, uh, the timing windows in Pump are, are quite generous. So especially coming from other games, uh, timing always seems to be something that stays with you. Yeah, I just had to get used to hitting really late in Pump It Up, especially considering the asymmetrical timing windows that uh, it's more lenient on the late side. So it's weird because I'm used to hitting on the early side on, you know, ITG, on stock ITG. It's common. You mostly get early excellence, or at least I did. So that was a really weird shift moving towards hitting late. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think something that's kind of spans around all music games, not just dance games that I that I have noticed is that hitting earlier is always easier than hitting late because it's kind of harder to like hold yourself back as opposed to just hitting a note. So you kind of have to like think, like add a little bit of a delay into um, hitting the note. And then on top of that, just being used to timing early and then having pump windows being a bit late it's uh, even more of a struggle. Yeah, definitely. And I think like another thing, um, like in comparison, Pump is way more of a, of a technical game uh, with the crossing over and such. And um, I like as well with Pump compared to like how things were back in the day is that a lot more people in Pump tend to branch out into both doubles and singles but from how I remember it back in the day there really weren't many people playing doubles it would be like really exciting if I saw a double player back in the day because I I didn't see that very often yeah I mean it was definitely in the minority in um, ITG and in ITG like if you played doubles you usually were a doubles player like that was your thing so you didn't really get a lot of that um, mixed in together, like playing both singles and doubles. And that was a huge adjustment for me coming into pump. Like I straight up played singles only for months and months and months until I finally came to accept that, you know, doubles is important in the pump metagame. And, you know, I got into it. Uh, It's uh, actually been a lot of fun. Yeah, I was kind of the same, but not on as long as a scale, but I was really reluctant to play doubles in the beginning, and it ended up being very fun, and what I kind of like about Pump is that there's not really as much pressure. I think if uh, because how you can play doubles and singles in the same set, uh, it doesn't feel like as much of a big deal, but I find with, like, even now with DDR, I'm starting to play doubles, um, and there seems to be way more commitment, like, oh, if I put in a credit and choose doubles, I'm going to have to play four songs of doubles for the entire set. And so it's like, it seems like such a big deal, but then it's a lot more friendly and pump when it's just like, oh, yeah, like, I'll just slip a double song into here and whatever. Yeah, it's nice to have that flexibility that you're not committed to three songs of double or three songs of singles. You can mix it up a little. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I also just like how you can um, join into the game mid-game. Like if somebody is playing singles, assuming that they're not doing ranked, 
you don't have to wait for the for the turn to be over in order to play. I mean, it does kind of mess up the the turn order because then you're offset from the other person. Um, and like the whole the way that the game works, like the um, the menu and everything, a lot of quirks like that, like being able to switch between singles and doubles and joining in mid game, was really unique for me and like a lot to get used to. But in the end, was pretty refreshing. Yeah, I was really surprised by that, that you could join mid-game. I didn't even realize that for probably the first month that I played. And if someone asked to join me in mid-game, I was so used to saying, like, with ITG, oh, no, sorry, you can only join after this round. And then I realized I was wrong. So, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. Yeah, I think there's, like, a lot of funny things like that that seem to go over a lot of new players' heads, but... Uh, for some older players, like, it still is just so fascinating to me. Or, like, just, oh, yeah, this happens. Like, when I found that out, I was the same way. Um, and then also when I found out that you have to play single player only for ranked. I mean, it does make sense in some ways. But that, but when the turn rotation is, like, really long, it, it can be a bit frustrating uh, for me. Or, I guess, are there, like, any other things that you notice? I mean, aside from the... the the gameplay that seemed to be uh, a big difference between Pump and the community and the game nowadays versus back then? It's hard to compare since um, I played ITG back in the day and I, I never really got into Pump until recently. So I, I definitely uh, can speak to some transitions in you know the metagame and playstyles and stuff in ITG. But Pump, it's all pretty new to me, so I'm just sort of getting the hang of the basics. Mm, yeah, I it's, I feel like it's new to a lot of people, even though Pump, uh, they're approaching their 20th anniversary as well. It came out the same year, very close to the time of uh, Dance Dance Revolution. And then, like, uh, so it has been around for a while, but the scene, at least in Canada, just didn't seem to be big until now. Um, and it's nice having a lot of new players because I think um, a long time ago when most people used to play, they've been playing for a long time. So everybody was at like a very high level and they all were very familiar. And so it would be hard for new players to join. And a kind of theory that I have of how the community got so big so fast, because that still shocks me, is that one of the reasons I feel like is because there are a lot of new players Um it's not as intimidating because you don't see everybody go in and play like, I don't know, like 25s or something. You you see people playing easier stuff and harder stuff. So so new players feel less pressured to join. I'm not sure if it's the same way where you're from. Yeah, I think so. Like back in the day, as far as I'm aware, Pump never really seemed that big in Canada. Certainly not where I lived. Like, I recall um, there were certain periods of time where a pump machine might be here or there, uh, particularly in West Edmonton Mall, I remember there was one. And then when there was an ITG machine in, um, it was an internet cafe, somebody also had their personal pump it up machine there too. Uh, So in passing, there were pump it up machines, but it always seemed secondary to four panel. Most people were more interested in four panel and like, you know, you played a round of pump if you needed to stay warmed up when there was a line. It wasn't really the primary source of interest at the time. And there weren't really as many machines to support um, a big player base. 
Yeah, it definitely wasn't a primary game, no pun intended. That was wow. sorry, that was <laughs> I couldn't hold that one back. Um but anyways, that's the pun pit up podcast. Uh <laughs> but yeah, I know this is the same. Actually it's it's interesting to me that you said you you would play a few rounds of pump between um or like play a round of pump between a four pedal while you're warming up because I actually back in the day I didn't play any pump at all like I think the only time I ever played pump as a kid was like when the DDR machine was removed uh and then I ended up playing pump uh like probably up until we got the prime two cab I think I I played pump like three or four times and I remember as a kid I was kind of gonna ask you if you felt the same way but judging by the fact that you played pump maybe not but like some kind of tea, I guess, is that I always thought pump was dumb. I didn't, then again, I didn't know, like I didn't understand that you were supposed to cross over. So I would try double stepping everything and get really tired. But like, I just thought that pump was like some weird um, rip off of DDR and that it was just really dumb. And why would they put the, <laughs> the arrows in the wrong place? But uh, did you have any opinion on pump back in the day? Oh, yeah, I had strong opinions about pump. I absolutely hated it, to be honest. Um, well, I hated the okay. crossovers. Being an ITG player, like I virtually never did crossovers playing ITG unless I really had to. Um, so I hated the crossovers. And I also found Pump It Up very intimidating because it's not, in my opinion, very user friendly. Like, you know, if you're rolling up to play a game of Pump, you have to enter a code to get the full song list. Like, I didn't even know about full mode. You know, I turn on the game and I'm like, I know there's some hard songs, but I sure can't find them. You know? Yeah. So I found that super um, frustrating, like remembering all these codes and things like that. Uh, or, you know, back in the day, the, the machines didn't even have buttons. You had to do everything with your feet. So it was very, I found it very cumbersome. Uh, so I really honestly did not like it. And I, I didn't like that uh, the timing was more lenient, given that, you know, accuracy was my most prominent interest in itg so i felt like at the time it felt like pump didn't really jive with what i wanted out of a dance game so you know i i'm kind of surprised that now i'm all about five panel and <laughs> i honestly even if i had access to four panel i i think i would focus more on pump wow i i actually didn't expect that last thing because uh for me personally, like I got into five panel out of convenience and like the lack of uh, ITG and DDR, same as you. Um, although I do find myself playing both, it's just still for me, the, the one DDR ace machine is way further than pump to me. So I will play more pump, but right now I find myself to be about 50-50. So that's kind of shocking. Uh, but I, I also find it funny that you also hated it. I was like, happy like like, yeah me too like I hated this game and then the thought like if you went back in time and told my childhood self playing pump like hey one day you're gonna like this game I'd be like no like if I knew that one day I would have a podcast about it and play this game all the time and play it more than DDR I would like not believe that um but yeah, it's uh, I think though Pump has really like if we had to play the older games, I don't think I would like it as much because they've really 
fixed a lot of the problems you said, like about the no buttons. Um, I mean, full mode is still annoying, but having a card, I, I even forget that's a thing sometimes because uh, when you sign in, it's just automatically entered. Um, and then like, I guess ranked fixes the timing problems. And uh, I guess speaking of ranked, I noticed you're definitely like a very uh, much of a ranked player and like you care about scores and stuff and that whole mentality. So I guess if you uh, came from ITG, it does make sense that you play a lot of ranked. Um, so what are your thoughts, I guess, about the ranked mode and Pump It Up? Oh, I love it. Like, I literally always play rank mode unless I'm trying to learn a chart that is far above my ability. But I, I like the timing factor that I can get more feedback, more information about what I'm doing by being stricter. Um, and yeah, I like the challenge. And the fact that it's the only way to get your scores on the leaderboard uh, makes it a priority as well. Hmm, yeah, I I definitely find when I don't play rank, like when I first started playing pump, I, I didn't even know what rank was. And then I would go back to four panel or when I started playing ranked, I really uh, did not getting that feedback on timing. I really was just surprised of how of how I had to kind of get back my timing in a way because I just like was used to it being too lenient. And then also like, yeah, the leaderboards are pretty cool, I guess. Um, coming into like a more present topic is that the I don't really remember exactly how it was for prime one like the history because I didn't play pump back then but I did ask people about it and uh after the last update which came out in late August the servers went down I think a few months later um and so like a lot of people are trying to grind ranked I think right yep definitely I'm really trying to get all my scores filled out before the leaderboard goes down I'm not really sure if I'll be able to do it but I'm gonna try nice so well, good luck with that I I think that when the new game comes out I feel like a lot of people are going to be um, playing a lot of ranked because everything's going to be fresh. But then it makes me feel a bit sad for the more dedicated ranked players in Prime 2. It's like, oh, all your scores are going to disappear. That's kind of tragic, like that experience. Because uh, for me personally, I play a bit of ranked, but not really as much. I just started getting into it more recently, but I'll switch between ranked and full mode. Um, I think I'm like kind of close to the to the leaderboard for doubles at the moment. So I'm like, oh, I, if I do get there before the servers go down, that would be nice. But yeah, the thought of having to do a bunch of s songs again is uh, kind of like sad. Yeah, retracing your steps is not the most uh, motivating factor, especially um, while well, I'm thinking of any song I have a rank SS on, like you know, you feel like there's no point in playing that song again because you've already got a perfect score, but now you have to play it again if, you know, your score isn't considered to exist anymore in terms of leaderboard points. Yeah, for sure. And, like, ranked SS are pretty impressive. Um, although for improvement purposes, aside from the things you've SS'd, I'm sure going back and, and doing stuff again is probably, like, a good thing, but it's, like still frustrating 
Yeah, it definitely is. But I, I do think there is something rewarding about going back and playing songs that you haven't played in a while and then just seeing how much better you've gotten and stuff that seemed just a little bit over your head when you come back to it and you're like, oh, that was kind of easy. Then, you know, feels good You you know to see your progress consolidate. That's true. That is a really good feeling. Um, another thing as well, uh, with the the pump it up community, I think you you mentioned something about it uh, like a while back about like uh some of the older players coming back and noticing that. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, for me, it's it's interesting because back in the day, I did play a lot of DDR and IDG but I would play a lot at home just because I was a lot younger then and it was still a little bit far for me so if I wasn't able to get a ride I would just have to play at home um and so I didn't really know the community as well and so now getting into pump it's weird that I'll I'll meet people that maybe I saw at the arcade once or twice or like people that used to play back then that I just never met before and so I'd say the pump community seems to be about uh like 30 to 40 percent old ITG players and like I noticed a lot of people that used to play ITG together a lot they they maybe didn't see each other for a while and now they're uh, playing pump together it's like really interesting to see that I don't know if you you notice like if there's a lot of old ITG players or if it's just a few people for you uh interestingly over here in western Canada it seems that most of the people who are uh, very involved in the community are actually new. They aren't people that I knew from ITG, which surprised me. I expect to see more familiar faces, and there are some, but I would say the majority here are um, are newer players, which is like pretty exciting. But there are also um, um, people that I do remember from back in the day. Like, it was kind of cool when I first started playing Pump. And you, like, look at the leaderboards. And then you're like, oh, hey, I know that person. You know, it's it's nice to see that they've come back. Yeah, that's a fun feeling to uh, to recognize someone from from the olden days. But I don't know, it sounds so the yeah, olden no, days. Really. <laughs> I feel so old. Yeah. <laughs> but it really felt like such a different time. I mean, there are a lot of parallels, like with the community being thriving. And back in the day, I think before I got into Pump and it really took off, I would always think, oh, things would never be like the olden days again. But I mean, you look at things now, and if you told me we'd have a booming dance game community, I mean, similar to how if you told me I'd be into Pump, I would not believe it. Like, I would always think as a kid like wouldn't it be amazing if dance games reached their peak again but I didn't think that was a real thing that would happen and I really think in Canada with the pump community it's it's starting to reach a peak again or like more than it used to be yeah definitely it's a very active community and I'm so surprised at just how many people are involved both old and new players just getting into the game and yeah I'm, I'm with you on uh, being surprised that there is this resurgence of arcades and dance games. Like I thought, you know, console games killed arcades. I didn't see it as being a viable business model anymore, but you know, then here comes, you know, round one, Dave and Buster's now rec room filling that uh, gap in the market that turns out people still wanted. Yeah, for sure. I think there's just, there's something so special about arcade games that, 
console games as someone who does enjoy home console and PC gaming will just never satisfy like the sense that you actually have to leave your house uh, is really crazy as someone who also doesn't really go out much aside from like school work and home it's it's nice to have like a dedicated place to play and like it kind of feels a mindset like oh I'm not at home I'm in some place where I play games so the arcade becomes like a, a sort of sanctuary for playing dance games in a way and uh and then actually having human interaction <laughs> is crazy like and so I feel like there will always be that kind of uh like space for arcades even though yeah you can't play pump at home I mean unless you do buy a cab but for the average person you can't really play at home and there's a lot of difficulties with having to travel and having to to go with the hours and waiting in line but I think like something about arcades will always be special yeah I definitely agree with that it's it's kind of exciting sometimes you meet a new player or um just or somebody who is from somewhere else who's good that you didn't know before and you never know who you're going to become friends with just hanging out at the arcade. Whereas, you know, if you're at home, you know, you already know each and every person who's coming to play on your machine. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think speaking of like meeting new people and not knowing, I don't know if this is like, uh, if this is something that happens, but I'm kind of curious about it. Uh, so I know that you back in the ITG days, you were definitely a very prevalent player, um, and I think you you like. I <laughs> this sounds like like I'm like stalking or anything, but I I've seen your YouTube channel and and you would like play and upload videos, and you were like really good. So I was wondering, have you ever got recognized in person? Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, actually, I have. Now that I think about it, just going to random arcades on vacations, I had a couple people say that they um that they thought they recognized me and then they said they watched my youtube videos so that was that was kind of nice because i just kind of put them up for fun wow you know don't really think about it but uh yeah it's cool when you feel like you already have that rapport with somebody that you're you're not really strangers if you know something about each other sometimes i knew who they were as well so yeah it uh just uh makes it easier to break the ice make friends with other players we have a, a local dance game celebrity on the podcast with us. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, the, one of the nice things you said about like knowing people and maybe recognizing them and them recognizing you is that it reminds me how truly small the dance game community is. Like, I feel like especially the North American based or just English speaking, because obviously for language barriers, that's the easiest to communicate with. I think that everybody kind of knows each other if you're if you're really prevalent in the community, not just skill-based, but if you just do a lot in the community, it's not really hard for everybody to know who you are. Uh, like, for example, uh, people will post in the Facebook groups and post their scores a lot, and I start to notice familiar faces or, like, names or things like that. Like, oh, yeah, this person's scores are improving. I remember them posting this. Or even uh, when I travel to the u.s and like visit people or go to dance game related events because i guess all i do when i travel is go to arcades it's like 
I'll recognize people or people will recognize me. And that's just such a weirdly nice sense of community because I can't think of any other game that have has that because it's either too big of a game or there just isn't really that community. Yeah, it kind of hits a sweet spot for a community size where uh, there's enough people that uh, it's quite a lively community, but it's small enough that everybody kind of knows everybody else. Yeah, I think like if someone plays dance games and you don't know them, you probably have a bunch of mutual friends or you will know them eventually. Um, Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also like... I think the with the community getting so big, especially in Canada, we've kind of we have the Discord, which is nice. And I I know that from what I hear, uh, the Discord is more used by the eastern side of Canada, and so you guys tend to use Facebook more, right? Well, um, depends. Calgary, we have a Facebook group chat, and um, most of the local players are in it, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't even just post scores and stuff in there. Like, sometimes people just talk about their day, and yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I quite like chatting in there. I'm posting in there very frequently. But as for the Discord, um, we also have the Western Canada Rhythm Games Discord, uh, and I think some of the Western Canada people are more active on that one than the Pump It Up Canada one. So uh, it kind of depends who... in who we're talking about in terms of what format they prefer, but there's a little of both. Oh, nice. I I, uh, I never even knew you guys had a Western Canada Discord. I feel like I've, I've heard of it, but I never really, I never really knew about it. But th- well, yeah, I think. Welcome to join. Oh, nice. <laughs> cool. I'll, uh, I'll check it out. Yeah, I'm actually really curious about it now. Um, so I know there's also a Canadian Rhythm Gamers, which I'm in too. But I find, like, I guess the pump community is so big that it has its own Discord for it. Because the Canadian Rhythm Gamer Discord, it seems to be really big. Like, there's a lot of overlap. And so it's, like, um, it seems to be more divided into different games, like 2DX, Sample Text, DDR, and things like that. And so I don't really feel like I know everyone in it. I just know, like, a few people from certain games. Uh, but I think, like... Uh, with the community getting so big, things like Discord and Facebook group chats and things like that seem to still keep it small. Like when a new player joins, uh, especially here, we have more than one, like a, a quite a few places to play. Uh, I may not even meet them in person, but I'll notice somebody new in the Discord and like I'll see them posting. And so even if I didn't know someone in person, when I get to meet them, I usually either they're, they'll be like, oh, are you Fab Sab from the Discord? And if it throws me off when people say that because I'm like, you know who I am? Like, they'll see me sign in with my card and they'll be like, oh, you're Fab Sab. And I feel like, I'm like, how, like I, I kind of forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, the Discord. Like, it, it it's such a nice feeling. Like, it's like a friendly feeling. Like, oh, yeah, like, I feel like they know me. But then at the same time, it's also just like, whoa, like, this person knows me. Like, that's so cool. But yeah, like, so with the with Discord and like things like that, it just like brings everything together, even though it's getting so big. Like, I've never really seen anyone reluctant to be friendly. If that's even that doesn't sound like it makes sense. I've never seen anyone be rude. Basically, that was a nice way of saying like, I like I find even back in the day, there were still like, maybe some people that were a bit more like, 
like really rude but like even then is not really that bad but like now I find like the community is like super super encouraging and like like not everyone's like completely like um like invested into the game but I find like like there are a lot of dedicated people that just care care about improving and like just talking to everyone and just learning about the game and so because most of us have like such a similar interest and focus it's so easy to get along with everyone yeah that's been my experience too just uh I don't know it's easy to feel like I have at least some baseline level of rapport with someone just because we both play dance games you don't feel like you're strangers and overall I've really found the community online to be very supportive too just um you know coming in as a a new player just well I guess yeah pretty much almost a year ago now and you know people were just so willing to offer tips and song suggestions and they're like you know very supportive even though I'm you know posting these you know noob scores when I'm starting out and yeah everyone was just really nice I've never really had any issues Hmm, I think the knowledge as well that everyone has to start somewhere like even if somebody is just trying to pass what what most people would would find super easy I find that uh because everyone's so encouraging no one really seems to be scared to post like when I'll go into the scoreboard and look it's like everybody seems to be playing like all different kinds of levels but you don't really notice uh any kind of like uh superiority like oh you're only good if you can play the these games I mean like some people might troll but like people are joking but 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 in general it's like it's like everybody is knows that you have to improve by starting from easy songs and so if somebody reaches a personal best everybody will still acknowledge that that's like a really cool thing and then also like with dance games just being such a niche interest the fact it's like if someone if I find out someone else plays dance games I know we're instantly friends it's like so crazy yeah it's nice how easy that can be just to break the ice and uh yeah get over that that awkward first introduction. At least it's usually awkward for me otherwise. Oh yeah, I'm actually the most awkward person and fun fact that nobody will ever know or probably not experience in the dance game community is that I'm like the most shy, quiet and introverted person except for dance games because I find I kind of find them like my social catalyst. And so because everybody's from the dance game community has only seen me in an arcade or like talking about dance games they hear me talk and like talk about dance games and not shut up but literally in every other aspect of life everyone that knows me is like does that person talk I think I think like she's always quiet and stuff like that Uh, (laughs) which is it's really weird but like dance games are just so exciting to me and just give me a reason to talk about something. And most of my closest friends I've met through dance games, which is really nice. Um, I think something as well for me that I experience, at least I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm just too obsessed with dance games. Is that like in that sort of dark ages, as I dubbed them from like 2013 to like up until prime. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So we now have, uh, for those who are following along, we now have the olden days, which are like uh, 2005 uh, and the dark ages, which are like 2013 to whenever 2017, late 2017, when, when prime two started showing up in Canada. Uh, And so in the dark, dark, 
what did I say? Yes, dark ages? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the dark ages, I still really like dance games and I would still play at home when I could, uh, when I had time or just like in general. Uh, I just like I really wanted to talk about dance games with someone and like, yeah, they, I would watch YouTubers who would play dance games like streamers. There there wasn't as many back then even so or like I would I would go on on uh, like web pages and look up DDR stuff. Uh, but like I always had this urge to like just want to play with someone and talk about someone. But there was literally no one to play with or talk about dance games. And so like I feel like in those four years of holding back all the things that I wanted to talk about and share with someone and then when I found other people that did play it's like I I always have something to say or I'm just so excited to hang around other dance gamers like I don't know if you felt that too it's like your your love was restricted for so long and now you're just like I want to play dance games all the time yeah you know when going on forced hiatus from dance games you know I didn't know what was going to happen with that would I just move on or or what but I really never forgot about them like I had to pick up other hobbies I needed something else to do so I ended up getting into powerlifting as sort of a replacement and as it turned out I really do enjoy that and I still do it but it it really never replaced dance games it was different I liked it but for different reasons and so yeah it always felt like something was missing I have to admit and so I was just really excited when I could get back into dance games, not even just to play, but just to be a part of the community and um, just be sort of following what's going on, seeing people's progress. It's a nice feeling. Yeah, there's something about dance games, like you never leave them. And so um, even when things were not as popular, I still knew that like this kind of fiery passion that you have for dance games is always there in the background. Like, I just knew that I would always love dance games. And eventually, if the community died, which because there are other people that care that much, I didn't think it would ever fully die. I just thought like, okay, like the few people that love it as much as me would just all buy cabs and play and things like that. But it's it's so nice that things are coming back. But I, I kind of have this weird feeling and like, it's kind of what people may feel like this is an irrational fear especially with how how prevalent the community is but as someone who experienced like the community was really big back then like uh, well more so in the U.S. but I I still speculated a lot of it online and and how there was uh, always tournaments and a bunch of cabs and just people playing and like I remember there used to be coin lines when you'd have to like line up your coins at the arcade in order to wait and things like that and then how it died just so quickly out of like if it, it felt pretty crazy like i'm sure it was more of a gradual process but it, it feels pretty quick and so now that the community is so big i really like sometimes i'll be annoyed at the lines and things but then i, I think at the same time i don't really want to take this for granted because like the thought of the community ever dying again is something i i think about occasionally and it's like a, a sad thought which I don't really think would happen, but then again, you never know. Yeah, you know, I'm you're making me think about um, back when I was playing ITG and just seeing that uh, decline in participation over time. Like, you know, just like you're saying, there was these huge coin lines at first. There was so many players, you could hardly keep track of everybody. And then I remember by the time um, when it was getting close to the end of 2012, uh, around when I lost access to machines, 
generally I was the only person there at the arcade. Like I know there was other people who played on and off, but you know, you would just always have the machine to yourself, which in some ways is convenient, but in other ways it's, you know, there's something missing when there's not that community. So now with Pump It Up, I'm really glad that there's that resurgence of community. There's this momentum gaining of of interest in this game. So yeah, I, I hope it keeps going the way it's going. Yeah, the having the machine to yourself, it was such a, a common thing back then, which now is like an exciting feeling. But I think as much as I complain about like sometimes, oh my gosh, I don't want to go because I'm going to play one game in three hours or something like that, which it's not usually that crazy, honestly, but it, sometimes it can be. Is that like when I when I play by, by myself, if I do have a cab to myself for a while, I would still rather take... Uh, always having longer lines just because it's it's just something that's so nice and then at the same time from the perspective of the arcades disappearing is that if people are on the machine and they see people that's how we're going to get more machines and if there's nobody on the machines then that kind of tells the arcade well we're not making much money and I think dance games being so expensive for the arcade it's like they they're kind of in control of if we get to play or not. Um, and so if they're not making money off of this like big expensive machine, they're just going to get rid of it or not buy a new one. Uh, so there's always that that to think about. Um, and even now that there are a lot of people playing, just the way that the game works, which is really nice for our favor, is that it's not really that expensive of a game considering how expensive a new Prime 2 cab is and like how long you get to play compared to other Redemption games just being like maybe 30 seconds and then Pump being like three whole songs. It's really not that optimal for making money and it's not the biggest way they make money. So even though community is so huge when you put that into perspective so I to bring on like such a depressing thought but it's like I guess you kind of have to look back and learn how the community died in order to make sure it doesn't die again it's like you think about that and you're like oh yeah it it seems big from our perspective but I'm sure the arcade they are making a lot of money but they're not like it's still probably not their most profitable yeah game. in terms of profits from pump it up i can speak to that a little bit in terms of calgary the the techs are really nice and they chat with us a lot and essentially what they've told me is that in terms of non-redemption games pump it up is one of their biggest money makers but nonetheless it's hard for it to compete with those redemption games where people can just spam credits very quickly within a minute whereas with pump it up you know if it's the regular players they're going to get their full round so you're looking at you know only about maximum two um two games worth of payment per every eight minutes so yeah pretty much what you said there's it, it's it makes money but it's not it's not never going to beat those redemption games yeah i think like a lot of a lot of arcades, some newer ones, when they pop up, and Rec Room was actually like this when it first came to Toronto, uh, it was mostly redemption games. And so it, Rec Room is corporate, so they can't afford to have more non-redemption games. But from just a small local arcade or just like uh, someone who just wants to get into, well, not just like an average person, but a company who wants to get into arcades, it doesn't make sense for them to have so many non-redemption games. 
but I remember when we did get rec room in Toronto, uh, I, I found out they had pump at the other rec room. So I kind of thought like, oh, we might get it like this. This isn't like a new company. They do have money to buy it. But for for most arcades, um, and I have seen some small arcades with with pump machine, but like for most arcades, when they first open, they don't first start off with dance games. They they have to make their money off redemption games first, and then uh, start make start. Then they can start paying for dance games, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, I guess it's they've got to balance things out to an extent with um, the wanting to make a profit, obviously. But uh, with the, our rec room, I I was bugging them for a while, trying to see if they'd get a second cab, because, you know, I'd point out, oh, hey, look, there's eight, like eight people waiting. Clearly there's demand, right? And uh, there was good news and bad news and what they said back to me. The bad news was they're like, yeah, there's no way head office is letting us get a second one of these expensive things. But the good news is uh, when I told them about the new game coming out, uh they said at a minimum they were 100 percent willing to upgrade it so i was like yay oh that's nice i think our our rec room uh i don't know if this is undercover rumors but there are some talks from some people who have been close with the tax or i think someone who works at rec room is is a player uh that they were wanting to get a new cab um but they heard about the new game coming out and they 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 said like for sure it's getting upgraded but when the new game comes out they might even get a second cab and thanks to things like cabs being outsourced like i'm not exactly sure how it works completely but i i know that there's some that if you don't buy the cab directly uh from andamiro you can sometimes get it a bit cheaper i mean imagine when it just comes out you can't really find them used uh but there are companies that do sell them used and like you can fix them up and just Usually the pads aren't as good, but if you if you mod them, they're they're usually fine. Uh, but yeah, it's rare to get a second cab. Like I I remember it, I I was thinking like if somebody plays pump twenty four seven, even if it's the same person or a different person, like it doesn't matter for the money how many people are there. It's just if someone was on the cab twenty four seven, and then like playing pump, the money they would make would still not compete with the, the redemption games. And so when, when you remember that, it's like kind of crazy. But uh, I know like the only place that did get a second cab was Nations. And I'm still kind of confused how they afforded a second cab. Um, but then I remember when I go to Nations, I don't think it's uh, for, for, for those who don't know, it's in a grocery store and it has an arcade in it. It's really weird to imagine. It's kind of like you have to show people pictures when you say that there's a, a pump machine at a grocery store because it's like there's an arcade portion in the grocery store. It's not just like flat out, like in the middle of the grocery store surrounded by food. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like when you go into the arcade at Nations because it's like, it feels kind of niche. I noticed there's barely any people there except for the pump people. So I think no one even uses their redemption games. So pump it up actually makes some a lot of money in comparison because the redemption games don't really make much money except for maybe on a weekend there'll be some kids there nation sounds wild i i really (laughs) want to go there to be honest uh yeah it's crazy it's amazing i think just like a little bit of nation's talk because nation's really seems to fascinate 
foreign people. I don't know why I called you foreign. Like non non nation non Ontario people. People not from Toronto. Yeah, people who have never been there. And it actually fast. It's too weird to say. It's like it feels like a tourist attraction. But it fascinated me because I've heard of nations, but it wasn't really close to me. Um, I I lived closer to other arcades. And so I hadn't been there for the longest time. I actually didn't know it existed until like um, the Discord and people were just talking about it. And so I was like, oh, it's Nations. And someone's like a grocery store. And I'm like, why are people playing pump there? And so in my head, I visualize like, I don't know if it's really as common, but sometimes at the grocery store when you're leaving, there's like those little bubblegum things. And then sometimes there'll be like a little cheap, like uh, you put a quarter in and you get to ride like, a horse or something <laughs> so I imagine oh yeah yeah I remember those yeah I imagine a pump machine like that like in the exit of a grocery store and it was so fascinating to me and I, I didn't go there for like an entire month after I heard of it and so I kept imagining it it like that and I was like it's in a grocery store and people were like yeah and like when I asked it's in a grocery store I meant like inside the grocery store but they said yeah like it's in a grocery store establishment but it's not actually in the grocery store so for all the confused people a basic rundown because it's so intriguing is there's a giant like department Asian place and so uh Nations is there inside like it's what they call the whole thing but when you walk inside there's like I don't know if like I feel like a lot of Asian supermarkets are kind of like this like they kind of feel like a big a big a mini mall but a big grocery store and so like there's even like a haircutting place in there and then when you walk in it's like a big aisle and there's like the grocery store is like on one side and then on another side there's kind of like a play area kind of like Ikea and then there's just like this this little room and it's like an arcade like the lights are dimmed and there's like there's like a bunch of cabs in there um and then there's also like a little restaurant like an asian food place and then when you walk through there there's the actual grocery store so it's not really in an arcade but it is one of the best places to play because you get cheap grocery store food and the machines are really nice because they let us um mod the cabs and they have t- two cabs so that's uh that's what yeah. nations is that place just sounds awesome i really have to go there sometime yeah if you're ever visiting that's uh i guess now it is a tourist attraction there's even um funny enough speaking of vacation and t- tourism there's palm trees inside i think they're fake like yeah no actually they're probably fake but there is like a palm tree in front of the arcade and then there's this weird like big monitor like a tv monitor but it's always just showing the beach and like waves so it looks like you're you're on vacation or something um so it's it's a very fascinating place but then i feel like no matter how you explain it it's gonna seem even more crazy like you just have to just have to look at a picture you just have you just have to go there because even then it's just like it's weird but yeah, that's yeah. That sounds like a really different arcade experience for sure. Definitely, it's uh, it's definitely like it has a very different feel than the other arcades for sure. It feels like uh, it feels a lot more hardcore in a way, even though the arcade isn't really in in a normal arcade. I think because it's so out of the way and so uncommon, it ends up being mostly uh, pump players and less quote-unquote normies uh so it 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 feels like yeah it feels like a less normie zone like I will say like one of my favorite things about nations is I can't remember 
actually, yeah, I've never had a normie interrupt me or or just disturb me while I was playing. Like, there's just not many normies there. And when there are, they're usually with their parents, like some kid, because they're grocery shopping. So they're not going to be, like, running around or they're just going to be there for a little bit and leave. So, yeah, it's a very nice, very nice place to play. And I think speaking of, we've kind of teased this thing a bunch of times and we might as well talk about it because it's relevant, although there might be a dedicated episode on it. But now I'm just thinking we can just talk a bit about it, too, is that the new game, because we keep saying new game coming out, new game coming out. If for those who haven't heard, yeah, there's a new game coming out. Um, there is a video on it, actually. Uh, have you seen the video? Yes, I feel like it didn't really provide much information, but I have seen it. That's the that's the allure of it, the mystery, the what the hell is this thing? Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I I thought when I saw the video, I was like, I thought it was going to be more detailed, but it wasn't. But then at the same time, the fact that it's so vague and that everything we've heard about the new game is so vague, I think it really hypes it up in a way. Yeah, they're leaving the possibilities open, at least for us to imagine what it might turn out as. For sure. I think I think a while back, there was some rumors when the new update was coming out. So for some reason, I heard this from people. I don't even, I don't know where they heard it from. I don't have any sources or facts, but a lot of people were saying there was going to be a BTS song in um, Pump. And so like, I mean, because K-pop and BTS have recently got popular, it did make sense. And apparently there was like, it was in a teaser or something, but I don't, I don't remember if I saw a source for that, but it didn't end up happening. So some speculation is that people think that there might be like um, a BTS song in the new pump game, which we don't even have a name for it, I guess. Yeah, well, that'd be cool. I do hope that uh, comes to pass. Yeah, for sure. I think like, I mean, the exciting thing that happens is that when when the new game comes out, like there's a lot more songs as opposed to an update, there just being a few more songs. And I think also ever since I started playing Pump, I started getting more into K-pop. Like I always kind of listened to it on the side, but I never really cared for it that much. But then when uh, I started playing Pump again, I was like, oh, okay, like I'll add some Pump songs to my playlist. And so I added some K-pop and I was like, oh yeah, like K-pop's pretty cool. And then I started listening to it a lot more. So now when the new game comes out, it's like exciting to see if they'll have some of the newer K-pop songs uh, in it. And just new a bunch of new songs in general, like maybe some more crossover songs because the trailer did have O2 Jam and was it? What was the other logo? I don't remember completely, but there were there were def- definitely like crossovers, uh, songs from other music games in it. I want brain power. Oh my gosh, yes. Wait, we should. <laughs> that okay. is my one wish, okay? Okay, top three wishes for the new pump game. So, your, your number one or one of your wishes is um, brain power, which I have to agree that needs to be in the new pump game. Oh my god. Yes. I mean, my hopes aren't high, but it's, it's on my mind, that's for sure. I'm wondering. And- Oh, sorry. Yeah, keep going. No, no, go ahead. No, I was gonna regarding brain power. I'm wondering if anyone's ever like stepped that for pump because I I play it in ITG all the time. Of course, like open ITG, a lot of people have made step charts for it. Um, and pump charts 
are not as popular. I mean, I, I'm told there's a community for them, but I don't really see them that often. So it'd be interesting if anyone knows knows a good chart for it. They can let me know on Discord or something. Yeah, that'd be hype. Yeah, oh, and you're saying your other wish for the new game? You know, yeah, I, I'd probably be down for whatever K-pop they want to drop on us. I feel like there's just this, for me, from ITG to pump it up, there was a sense of continuity with K-pop because uh, I don't know if anyone remembers that old chart to G. That was my, um, <laughs> that was a song that I liked, okay? <laughs> a total and, thing. Um, <laughs> And then, of course, there was Mudkip Korea, those um, oh, yeah, yeah. of songs um, that were just all these K-pop songs. And I just had a lot of fun going through and trying to quad as many of them as I could. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to more, more K-pop and Pump It Up. Those are really good, actually. I remember a while back, um, I used to live with uh, some other people who were... I, I used to live with normies. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had uh, my Cobalt Flux in my room and I would play uh, like Stepmania on it. And uh, my roommates were a fan of K-pop. And so they were not really intrigued into dance games, but then I found out they like K-pop. And so when I would play K-pop songs, they would be interested. And so this was still kind of in the more dark times when there wasn't as many people into it. And so the thought of like getting my friends into this game that I love was so exciting. So sometimes they would want to play with me if I played a K-pop song. And I noticed when new players start, not just because K-pop is really easy. Uh, I noticed a lot of people play K-pop songs or when I'm at rec room playing like the other day when I was there, there was a bunch of random people like, oh my God, that's like this, this, this song, like, whoa. And they were getting really excited and intrigued by the game. So I think like the the um, the prominence of K-pop in, in Pump really helps uh, draw in a lot of new players and really helps if you want to introduce your friends to the game. Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's a great way to get people started. And like even myself, when I first um, tried Prime Two, all the first songs I played were basically the K-pop ones, and then uh, anything I recognized from ITG. But that was that was pretty much it. The K-pop ones uh, were what caught my attention. Oh yeah, for for sure. And uh, speaking of like recognizing songs and things, I I think I remember like uh, well. Well, not remember because I didn't play back then, but when I found out about this, I wasn't really too surprised. Is that I think it was Pro, Pump, Pump Pro, when Kyle Ward uh, joined the team. Uh, and so he added like some songs that were in ITG. And when he stepped them, he purposely would make less crossovers. So it's like easier for ITG players to, to play them because he knew that ITG players would, would recognize those songs. Um, and then also like with the uh, in the cross folder in 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 Prime Two now, uh, that was one of the things I would go into the most when I first started playing because uh, I play a bit of O2 Jam and I think just O2 Jam songs in general seem to be prevalent in like Stepmania charts and Open ITG and stuff. And so I would I would play those songs like a lot. Um, and like one of my favorite favorite songs are definitely like cross time uh <laughs> yeah me too me too remember it from step mania back in the day yeah hell yeah 
Heck yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like that. And then uh, Festival of the Ghosts was yes! really fun. Yeah. I was so happy when that came onto Pump because I was like, oh yeah, I remember this one. Oh, it's such a fun song to play. And like, even now, like I, I'll sometimes, like I have the O2 Jam mobile game. I think it's like O2 Jam U or something. And that has a lot of songs. Like it has, um, it has BS Power Explosion. It has like Vessel of the Ghost, Cross Time, all the Mem songs or Meme songs, however you pronounce it. Uh, like uh, I think what is it called Black Dragon or something yeah I think so yeah so like it's it's nice to play those songs and just see them in other music games and things like that it it really feels nice for for some of the older players or some of the players who who play other music games and things like that it's just such a nice thing to have that uh in in the other games Oh yeah, the nostalgia factor was big for me. Just anything that I recognize from, well, Stepmania for me or ITG, it was always exciting to see what kind of interpretation Pump would put on it for the charts. Yeah, I think I also, uh, two things about that. One one thing that reminds me of is that it's weird to go back and play some of them in Stepmania just because of the timing difference. Uh, like having, having a like ITG be kind of early um and then like uh having pump being kind of late I I I don't really notice that because I I played them so far apart but then if I go back and play them now it's like it's it kind of really emphasizes the difference in timing yeah it can be hard to switch back and forth that's for sure yeah I think most people don't really I guess relate to that as much because I find especially uh probably Canadian players most with just geographically how things work out, most people just tend to play one dance game at least, and mostly one rhythm game. Um, so it's not really something as many people notice, but for people who are in America, I definitely uh, feel like they can relate to this a bit more. Maybe if they play like non-dance games at home or something, it's it's really weird to uh, to switch between stuff. And I guess another thing, I didn't really finish the wishes for for uh for the new game one thing there's like there's like when i say wishes there's like unrealistic wishes and realistic wishes like an unrealistic wish would be like like something i don't know something really weird like being able to play with bga dark and ranked which i i really don't think will will happen but i kind of i kind of want that and like being able to play bga off again but i feel like bga off is an even more unrealistic wish because i think um how how you how you said about like the old pump games not really attracting people and it just being so like hard and weird i think having bga off removed kind of made pump more of a fun game if that makes sense so i don't think bga off will ever come back sadly but it 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 would be really nice but i think just having a, a black background and then a bunch of arrows just makes the game look way too intense yeah, yeah, from an observer's perspective, it may not look as uh, exciting. Yeah, it's it's funny to me sometimes because uh, the new, uh, pr- like, Prime, especially with pr- Prime 1 and Prime 2, like, really with Prime 2, I think why it took off so much, like, they're really trying to focus on drawing in new people and trying to make it very friendly uh, for people to want to play with the, the the cab, literally the LX cab, look very flashy with the lights and things. But, like, 
and they I would say they nailed it in almost every department like with the k-pop and like with the with the like music videos in the background and like everything like that like that's very nice but the one thing that just confuses me is like why is the menu so complicated if you're trying to to draw people into playing the game yeah (laughs) like it's just so weird to me yeah, well, we'll see like, how if they improve the interface when they uh, come out with the the new game. But I'm not terribly optimistic about that. Oh yeah, like same here. There's a lot of things that I wish for, but then I think like I don't know, like especially with the regarding the interface. But I don't know if that will ever happen. Like one thing that really that might happen that kind of bugs me is uh. The, the thing about when you go into the sort by difficulty, you can only play that difficulty. So if you're playing with someone and you want to play a song and you know it's like a, a 17, but they want to play like a different chart of that song, you can't do that. And that's like, it's so confusing to me and it's so weird to me. And when I found that out, I was like, oh, that's annoying. That's really And so I hope that. they get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. And I don't know if anyone's complained about that. Um, I imagine somebody has complained, but if if they have it, they really should change that. And I think I noticed this. I don't know if you've ever played Prime 1. No, I haven't. Um, literally never. Oh, okay. So something about Prime 1 that was weird to me that I didn't even notice until later. Uh, when I was playing Prime 1 the other day at David Buster's because they don't have a Prime 2 machine. Uh, you go into a folder for difficulty and it's actually not doubles or singles. It just shows uh, like if you say you go into like the 18s folder, it's all 18s, singles 18s and doubles 18s. And so I accidentally chose a D18 when I meant to choose an S18. And, and so that was confusing to me. And I don't remember completely if it had other charts but I just know that they put doubles and singles in the same. So I guess that makes me a bit more optimistic because um, the fact that they have they have changed the sort by level difficulty interface over the next two games, maybe they'll change it again and actually make it a lot, like give us what we want with the interface. Um, but yeah, there's a... Also, I just found out that you can sort by alphabet like like after months of playing. Like I remember that that day when I found that out and I was like oh that's interesting so there are things in the interface that are there that are like they're trying trying to make it good but they're just not there yet yeah making title sort like a mod like in the speed mod menu was really bizarre I don't get that yeah it I know yeah it has its own thing under sort and title but there's if I'm correct, there's only one option in, in its in its mod, right? I believe so. I've actually never sorted by that. I've just seen other people do it, and I was really weirded out by that. Yeah, so, like, how it goes, I'm pretty sure, is you go into the options menu, and you click sort, and then it opens a whole folder of different ways you can sort, but in the folder, there's only title. So it's like they made a whole folder for, for sorting, but they only let you sort by title from the folder. But then if you go into, like, you go on the back arrow, they have sort by level, but level isn't in the options menu and title isn't in the other menu. And it's like, who did this? Like, did they not communicate with each other? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's just a bit of inconsistency there for sure. What I think they really yeah. need to fix, though, is their website. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's just so many things wrong oh. with that. <laughs> 
especially in recent times <laughs> the tea is being spilled okay um <laughs> full shade I-, I usually don't like to be shady but when their website can't work and when the servers can't work and when scores aren't saving and it's a common thing you gotta throw some shade at whoever is making these servers because that's a problem yeah <laughs> I I just I remember times that I've gone in, played ranked, being happy with my scores, and then it didn't even save, and it's so discouraging. And I think in recent times, with the uh, servers being more buggy, especially during I remember there was this time I think it was like a couple weeks where like it felt like nothing was saving. Maybe it was only a day. Like it it felt really dramatic to me, <laughs> but like it was when I used to play a lot more. Um, and it felt like every time I went in, nothing was saving. And so like, I, I played less ranked because I was like frustrated, like if the score is not saving and I'm, I'm trying to get good scores, it's like, it, it's not even there. And then I'm going to have to do it again, or like I'll risk failing and, and, and like failing mid song or something. And it's not even there. Like, ah, it was so weird. Yeah. To my recollection, there was like major problems for at least a week And I just pretty much didn't play that week because, you know, the entire objective of any of my sessions is to increase my rank total. So if I have to do it all over again, then that session was, you know, I didn't accomplish anything for my purposes. Hmm. Interesting. I, I guess like this is kind of, uh, usually to think about, um, like when you say your objective is to increase in rank, I mean, I assume that you don't just purely play dance games to increase into to like improve or well, I guess not really improve is the right word to say but but for leaderboard or maybe you do like that's a, a lot of things that I I find interesting when people when I meet new people or like just I haven't asked someone this question in general is like what is your your reason for playing dance games I guess well I think I like doing tasks that have Uh, quantitative measures of improvement and I like that it's both physical and mental in terms of um, the challenge like doubles I find it really makes me think when there's like weird patterns you really have to pay attention whereas with ITG I would just you know zone out and you know do a stream for the most part right so I find that I really like the balance of like I said the physical and mental challenge and I really like the quantitative improvement. And in terms of what I go for, like what am I trying to improve? I really want to be a well-rounded player, like not just somebody who has timing, but I want to learn to be good at turns. I want to learn to be good at doubles and want to have good stamina and all that. And, you know, just see how far I can go with it. Nice. It's uh, I guess what you say, I, I relate to a lot of those, like the, the quantitative task type thing and also the uh, the focus, because that really, it really reminds me like, yeah, when I, when I do play ITG, I find like, even when I play DDR, I do focus a bit more because some of the higher level things, there are, there are more crossovers and, and some technical timing things. But when I'm streaming sometimes in ITG, like I just, I just zone out. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm not even looking at the screen like sometimes I'm just looking in the top corner and I feel my eyes go out of focus and like I don't even know I'm like what am I like doing but yeah it's uh something yeah about all those things combined 
is really nice. Um, it's interesting because some people, like, I've asked this question to some people in person, like, if the pump servers go down, will you still play? And some people, surprisingly, they'll say no. And it surprises me personally because I, I mean, I guess I don't play ranked all the time, but I just really love the game for the game. And so it would be disappointing if the servers go down. Don't make it get me wrong. Like, that's a, a big part of the game that I would surely miss. But I think something about the gameplay is just so satisfying to me and really, like, up my alley for things that I like that, like, even if everyone in the community went away and like, as long as we still had the machines, I would still play if the servers were down. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I would too. I think Mm. actually just my objectives would change a bit. I think I would focus more on pushing the upper end of my ability since, you know, that's harder to do on rank because you get kicked out as soon as um, your life bar goes to zero. But, you know, if there's no ranked anymore, well, then I'm just going to try and play the hardest stuff I can possibly do and see mm-hmm. how far I can go that's with a, it. Yeah, that's interesting to say, like, yeah, for sure, like, ranked, I like how it pushes you to go back and play easier stuff. But for me, um, especially since I started playing Pump this year, like, maybe half, half a year ago, I started getting seriously into it or something. And I, I don't really remember. But, yeah, so, like, I I focus on pushing my level cap more I feel like it's more important for me at the moment because my level cap isn't as high as some people and so like I could go back and rank stuff but it feels like I'm not improving although there is that really nice feeling with leaderboard that it's like oh at least I'm pushing my rank but with the game ending soon for someone like me who isn't really um like caring about their rank score too much now would be like such a weird time to start caring uh, because like there there really isn't much time left so for me I've I've started pushing more for like uh pushing at uh harder harder stuff like pushing my level cap and more so like I guess I also haven't been playing as much in this more recent time um but like trying to push harder double stuff that I know if I just randomly played on ranked I, I might not pass type thing Yeah, you've been getting really good at doubles. Like, I swear, like, every time I see you post, I'm just like, whoa, you just, like, improved oh, thanks. a whole that, bunch. that means a lot to me, actually. Something about doubles, I've never been a doubles player, and I think a lot of people in four panel, maybe not, but something about doubles is just really fun to me. It's very physically painful, though, I'll say, especially, yeah, <laughs> it's, I, I used to hate it for that reason, and yep. in DDR doubles, weirdly enough, I can't, I can't get into it as much. Um... I think I just play doubles in DDR for the variability and like um, maybe if I'm too tired, I'll play something easier in doubles. But like I find that um, doubles in pump, it it goes so well with five panel and and the and the crossing over that I find in, in singles, I there's less room to cross over and it's you're more restricted. So I find that I'm I'm not really as like it's, it's not as nice of a feeling like I, I find it more tiring in a weird way like doubles is more tiring on your arms I'll say that like it, it it's killing me but then in singles it, it feels like some sometimes for some of the harder stuff it's like there's so much movement in in such a restrictive area it's it's harder in a different way if that makes sense oh yeah I find singles and doubles to be very different kinds of challenges like singles definitely has way more complex turns. 
I find the terms are or the turns are a little bit more straightforward in doubles overall. But doubles brackets are, I find really confusing, and there's a lot of weird stuff to read on doubles. So I find I have to really pay attention more. And of course, you just can't conserve as much energy on doubles. You oh, have yeah. to move um, further, <laughs> as in the song. So sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's just like a joke whenever someone says a song name. I think, I don't know if it's like a Palladium thing or maybe it's just a me and people I play pump with thing. But there's a joke when I'm hanging out with pump people, which usually happens to be at the arcade. If someone says anything like a song name, like someone will be like, oh, I'm vacuuming my room. Someone will just look at them and say like vacuum S19 or something. Like you just have to say the name and then say a random chart. But at the same time, especially when, when I first started playing, my chart knowledge wasn't really as good. And so, like, I would just say D24 for everything. So now when I hear something, it's like, further, D24. I, I don't actually know if it has a D24. Doesn't it, doesn't it might actually. It, it might be know. because I feel like I it know. does. I don't know where this topic is going, but from what I've heard, people just like when we ramble about pump, so we're doing a good job. <laughs> um, uh, but from... From what I'm thinking is that further is the most common word that people will say that's a song in pump. And so I think whenever it happens, I'll be like further D24. And so that just stuck in my head. So now I'll just say like everything D24, like like someone will just say like like a song name and I'll just be like D24. Like it probably doesn't have a D24 or it does. But like, yeah, that's just what I say now. <laughs> well, you never know. We can we can always hope. Maybe D24s will come out for these songs. Maybe there'll be a song called D24, and then it'll be D24, D24. That would just be so confusing if there was, like, a song name. Yeah, but I don't... I feel like there's something... Oh, we were talking about doubles. Like, I feel like we're actually talking about something constructive. Um, Yeah, (laughs) With, with doubles, though, the one thing that I'm kind of, like... About, like, it's, like, it's just one annoyance that has to be pushed... As well as brackets, I agree with, but I'm I'm learning to bracket, and thankfully, like LX cabs are are so nice that even I find bracketing hard on it. But like then I think about having to play on a different pad and try bracketing. I'm like, okay, maybe it's not that bad. But um, not being super tall and having super long arms is uh, I really noticed that, and I'm not like super short. Like I mean, most people that play are guys, so for a guy, I would be short. But I'm like five six which for a girl is like average but it's like you're you're really like stretching around the pad in the harder songs and it's like so much more tiring if you're not as tall or you're you're just stretching so much that it's like killing you yeah I feel you on that I always feel really awkward when I go to the corners of like the outer corners of the pads on doubles like it feels like I'm really stretching I'm 5'2", so I'm really oh, short. Oh, yeah. I, I have um, to remember that. I'm like, I remember that you're, like, shorter than me, but then I think, like, 5'2", like that. And I, I also know um, that I think the way I'm proportioned is that my body is more leg than more upper body. I don't know if that makes sense, but I've been told that before. So, like, maybe my legs are slightly longer for my height, uh, but just the thought of having to, to play and not having – as long legs as I have. And I think I wish I had longer legs. Like kudos to you. (laughs) Thanks. I I really am struggling with the big stretches in doubles. Like think red swan D21. Yeah. When I hear stretches, everyone's like red swan, red swan. 
Yeah, that's the first one that came to mind. I even for me. find sober but I tricky find that if you if you know that I think there's a D seventeen for it that has is it a D seventeen? I don't know, but yeah. Yes. I've played uh pretty much all the D nineteens, like the the D nineteens and lower uh anything that's rank eligible, I've played all of those. I'm just working up on the higher stuff now. But yeah, anything that has stretches is always a little dangerous for me. <laughs> In terms of, am I going to fail if it's, you know, two holds and you have to stretch across the entire Oh, pad? yeah. It, it's pretty difficult for me to reach. Yeah, like, there's two things, stretch holds and, like, brackety holds that, that are just scary for me if I'm ranking. Oh, yeah. I always dread the bracket holds. Mm. Yeah, it's like, another thing with ranked for me is that if I don't care about leaderboard, sometimes I don't want to play a song just because I think, oh, yeah, there's that one bracket hold and these pads I'm not so sure about so I don't think it's worth possibly failing a song if I'm not really caring about leaderboard but then there's also playing with HJ and once the machine goes offline there'll be uh VJ for normal play I don't know you said you haven't played on prime one but when when the servers went offline they added a bunch of things to the game and they unlocked every single chart, which would be, this is an exciting thing, but it doesn't make up for, for everything you can do online. But basically, like, all the charts get unlocked, and they add uh, VJ to normal play, and they add EJ, I believe, which is, like, old perfects. It's, like, easy judge. And they add, like, a very hard judge. I don't know what that one's called, but it's, like, the most hard timing or something. You yeah, yeah, that one. That one. And so, like, you can play all of them in regular play um which which would be interesting because then if i don't want to risk failing from rank but i still want to use vj i'm able to do that which is like the few things i'm looking forward to when the server goes down is like hey at least all the charts are unlocked yeah yeah because there's a couple charts that i haven't unlocked so it'll be nice to you know just get to try them out mm, especially for doubles charts because uh singles charts if i haven't unlocked something i can always play it with someone on their account like if they're playing beside me but on doubles i'll never be able to play a non-unlocked chart on my account yeah that's a good point i didn't even think about that yeah i think uh it ended up being for like an online tournament I have to play a song that was a song unlock and I didn't realize it was like I had it unlocked I guess I just didn't buy it on on the store online so I had to unlock it and then it it made me think about like and I went on the store more recently now and like looking at all the charts and I'm thinking like there's a lot of charts in this game that I might enjoy but I just have never unlocked or had the time to unlock or really thought about it. But some of them I've actually played because I was playing with someone else and they had to unlock, so it didn't really phase me. But then playing more by myself or playing more doubles, I'm like, oh, there's some some songs missing that I should unlock. Yeah, yeah, I'm always a little disconcerted when I see that I've uh, neglected to unlock something. And I've actually now, I have a list in my phone of the songs that I have left to unlock, but it's problem is now that most of the remaining unlock requirements are not easy oh, such yeah. as getting a blue s on good night s20 in order to unlock the whatever the higher difficulty oh, is the rip. s23 <laughs> so yeah um i'm kind of stuck i have a couple left uh good luck with that thanks <laughs> i think as well one thing uh speaking of the servers one last final wish i also realized this has been a long podcast so like 
I don't I don't know. Um, I mean, I know people appreciate long podcasts, but I also don't want to take up like your entire night with uh, talking about pump. But something I don't know if you you know about, uh, you probably don't because you didn't play Prime 1, and I only know about this from talking to people, is that the way that the servers were were very different and the website was very different. And apparently the website was a lot better. Um, and the way it was structured was such that if you wanted, uh, I think like you could see the, the world best like for the first person who did certain songs. And then, because, like, now it, like, overwrites things, so you can't always see who who the world best is or, like, the region best. Because if it's, like, especially for songs that are non-rankable, if you get a double S, it just shows you as the best. And so if you wanted to actually look at who was the actual best and you see on your local machine it's it's somebody else, like, like somebody has sent me a picture, like, oh, I saw you for region best on this song. But I'm looking at that song, I'm like, I started playing this game so late, I'm sure it was somebody else but you don't actually know. So there was something like that, which I think they, I don't like the way that it overwrites things. I think that's really dumb. Maybe for machine best, it's fine. But like for region best and world best, it's like kind of annoying if you want to know who actually has it. And then as well with the servers is there were like some different one, they weren't so crap, but I guess that was more in the recent times. But two, I think there was like different ways, like you could go online and look at things and see who has certain scores without having to actually go into the game. And then something that's really broken that I think has been broken for all of Prime 2, and I don't know why they even bother with it, is that when you go to record of recent plays, it says everything is full mode. But I don't know why that's even there if it doesn't even show when you rank things. It's like, it just always says full mode, so what's the point of that? But apparently that used to not be a problem in Prime 1. So if they have servers like like that again, like that would be great. Yeah, that's definitely one of my wishes for the upcoming game. I would really like to see scores for individual songs. Like, you know, how you could look up things on Groove Stats for ITG, see what the scores are. Um, I, I think that would be pretty helpful. And just to be able to see your scores, the individual scores that aren't recent plays, that I could look them up online and more easily add them to the spreadsheet that I have. Or maybe even, you know, make that spreadsheet obsolete if they just automatically have it in there. It would be a lot more convenient. Yeah, I think... uh... It wasn't in a spreadsheet, but they did have those kind of things where you can look up songs and that would be so nice um, if they brought that back. And I'm sure it's not really that hard to do because the thing is they do have this information stored somewhere already. Like maybe not all of the plays that we have, like maybe they, they trash out some of the older ones, but they are storing them temporarily at least. So having them saved and uh, having them able for us to, to see would be not that big of an ask um but what i find interesting uh about like scores and things where i kind of get hopeful is that they're in the end of the trailer they said like uh pump it up 20th anniversary and then they said like arcade mobile and html5 or something and so when i saw the word mobile it got me hyped for maybe a score tracking app. I also do know that there was, for those who don't know, this is very, it's weird. I actually almost forgot this existed. I just reminded myself of it, but there was a Pump It Up Prime phone app, which was Korea only. And they had, well, South Korea, and they had 
beta testers you had to apply in create and everything and then they would send the beta testers the app to test and so they had like a light version of this kind of app where you could play pump it up from your phone um which there's like barely any footage of it because it's it's such a like rare game like only the beta testers had it and they were not supposed to be sharing any content from it but i'm sure in some korean website there must be info about it and so when I saw the word mobile, I, I I was reminded of that app, but I also kind of thought, what if they have like a score tra- tracking app? If you, I don't know if you've seen the DDRA score manager, which it's not an official app, but because through a Paselli service, you're able to, to pay a monthly fee to get Konami to save your scores. Somebody just programmed an app, which draws the scores from the server and puts them all on your phone. So you don't have to uh, record everything. Yeah, that would be really nice. I would love that. Yeah, things things that we can only wish for. And the reason that, and I also was confused too. Why does it say like HTML at the end of the 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 uh, the, the trailer? Like, I was thinking about. I was like, why would they put HTML there? Like, I don't know if they're trying. Oh, wasn't to... it like HTML five or something? Like almost like an FFR type setup. Oh, I don't know. okay. I didn't. I didn't pay super close attention. It might be, but I was just confused. I was like, it's really vague. Like like I said before, it's very vague. And so, like, they didn't really expand on anything. So mobile could literally mean, like, they might have, like, something really small for mobile. Or it might be a full-on game. Like, like we, we don't know. But another thing I am looking forward to about the new game is the, the turning over a new leaf thing for someone who didn't really do as much in Prime 2. Um... I can actually start tracking my scores from the second I start playing because I'm kind of lazy in the fact that I didn't track my scores. And then later on, after a few months of playing, I found out about like someone sent me a template spreadsheet to track my scores in and I saved it and I started tracking, but I was like too annoyed to go back and retrack everything. And so actually starting that from the beginning is, is something to look forward to because it will be all organized now. Oh, absolutely. I'm in the exact same situation as you. Uh, Steve actually sent me the template for his spreadsheet, so I have that and I've been using it. But of course, anything that I had already ranked previous to having this spreadsheet is essentially not on there. So all the lower difficulties have a lot of gaps and all the higher difficulties I've like filled it all in because I was doing everything systematically, like playing the easier stuff and then moving to the harder stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well... Getting excited for that new game so everything can just be super organized, though it's also funny because I'm talking about how organized it's going to be, but I don't really know if I'll actually be that organized, but hopefully. Well, I guess we'll find out uh, in the next year. Yep, and that that seems to be a good note to to leave things off, I guess, if you have any last things. Do you have any shout-outs or last words that you want to say? Um... You know, I I can't think of anything at the moment, but I uh, was, yeah, glad to be here. It was nice to chat about Pump It Up, and uh, now I'm excited to go and play as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I always think, like, um, after doing these podcasts, it just makes me want to go out and play Pump, like, after talking about Pump for so much. But, yeah, thanks for listening to the Pump It Up podcast. Shout-outs to Glow for being here. Very special guest. And uh, remember new episodes occasionally i stopped saying new episodes every monday but i do try to have them out on a weekly basis but don't get mad if they're not uh for updates you can follow us on twitter 
at Pump It Up Canada. And we are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and, and many more platforms. And no longer on SoundCloud, which I, I don't know how you're listening to this now if you only listened on SoundCloud, but we are no longer on SoundCloud. But yeah, thanks for listening and have a good day.